My name is Richard Hammond. I'm an architect at Cornerstone Architecture and uh, was responsible for the design of the uh, University Gates Long-Term Care Home and Research Institute. My name is Brad Schlegel. I'm uh, responsible for design and construction for our family company, um, owners of uh, Schlegel Villages, who uh, own and operate uh, University Gates, the long-term care home, uh, as well as um, the Research Institute for Aging. So we're standing at the entrance to the long-term care home. Um, you can see uh, the main feature of the design is what we call Main Street. Uh, these are a collection of common spaces that serve the residents of the long-term care facility and encourage interaction among the residents as well as family and staff in the wider community. The long-term care home is organized in uh, groups of uh, 32 residents that are called home areas. This building has six of those, so it accommodates a total of 192 people. Uh, unique to this location is its... Um, uh, situation on the North Campus property at the University of Waterloo. And for that reason, it includes a research institute that will be a center of excellence for research, training, and public education surrounding issues of seniors' wellness and activity and promoting better practice right across the industry. The configuration of Main Street uh, is designed to foster and encourage uh, social interaction amongst um, residents of the long-term care home. It's arranged like a small-town Ontario main street, including um, library and chapel, as you can see, and beauty parlor and community center and, and fitness center and uh, all those kinds of things. Uh, the council chambers as well, where the mayor of the village is located. So all the kinds of things that uh, allow residents to maintain their kind of daily routines that they've always had, and now just within the confines of a long-term care home. We have done a number of projects with Brad's organization, and um, those have um, normally included a number of energy efficiency and green building measures. This is their first project that was certified under the Lean Green Building Standard. Um, we are targeting gold and are optimistic about achieving that uh, level of performance. So um, why don't we take a walk around and we can highlight some of the significant um, uh, measures that have been incorporated into this building. So let's have a look outside. Um, really, I think um, it represents current best practice with respect to minimizing site impacts using uh, drought-tolerant planting materials. There is some irrigation, but that is um, the wa irrigation water is provided by a cistern that collects uh, roof water and uses, uh, uses that. Um, light fixtures uh, have really developed a long way um, for green building applications. Um, so these fixtures have full cutoff properties, therefore there's no light spillage uh, off the property line, and also they respect the dark sky principle so that they have very, very little up uh, lighting effect at night. This site uh, entails a unique stormwater management system. It sees much of the stormwater uh, from the site uh, diverted to a stormwater management pond, which is not unique, but what is unique is that that pond was in fact an existing pond that was not up to today's standards and through a um, design process, um, a uh, partnership was, uh, arrangement was struck 
to improve the, increase the size and improve the functioning uh, of that uh, stormwater management pond, which then eventually drains into the Laurel Creek Conservation Area. So uh, the capacity was increased, as well as the, the four bay and the filtering system, such that the water quality uh, was greatly improved uh, once it was released into the uh, conservation area. Um, you'll also notice in the parking lot um, uh, designated spaces for carpooling, and Brad, I guess that is a program that is starting to develop now. Um, I'm wondering what your experience has been so far encouraging people to share rides with one another. I can tell you there is a lot of interest. That means committing to a carpooling team for uh, yet-to-be-determined length of time, so it's not just kind of a one-off thing. And so I think the real driving uh, motivator for uh, our team members are, is first of all, a sense of um, taking care of our environment and reducing cars on the road, uh, and secondarily also reducing their travel costs. And the third part of it's interesting, there's indeed a social aspect of carpooling, driving to work and, and uh, can chat together and, and get ready for the day. So it's kind of those three things that we're hearing, and we're looking forward to kind of formally implementing the program soon. Something else we've done um, here at University Gates is becoming more and more common with all our green projects, and that is uh, vehicle recharging stations. There are two uh, charging stations here, and as I said, we're really starting to see them become more and more common. Again, in the spirit of um, reducing vehicles on the road, we are uh, looking to implement a shuttle service to help augment the public transit service in the area. Okay, why don't we have a look inside uh, a home area? This is the new standard here in Ontario for long-term care homes. Um, home areas accommodate a maximum of 32 residents, and inside a home area, uh, much as the term implies, you will see the normal uh, spaces besides just bedrooms that are part of um, everyone's daily lives. So you see dining, family room, activity space, it's all collected together so that we're encouraging interaction among residents uh, and also room uh, for family members, members to come and uh, spend as much time as they'd like. And um, that's really kind of the transformation that's happened here in Ontario with our new generation of, of long-term care homes. So overlaid on that for this project are a number of green building measures, um, starting with sort of the architectural materials. We've really found that um, as architects, we have a greater palette available now than when we first started doing green buildings 10 years ago. Um, so that means we can source a lot more um, uh, materials locally. Um, I think our target here uh, is around 40% um, regionally sourced materials. Um, similarly, recycled content um, we can obtain more readily now. Um, here at University Gates, um, that recycled content is, is about 20%. Um, and certified wood has also become much more prevalent, and we've done very well trying to emphasize that uh, in the wood products here on the site, and I think we're over 80% of the wood products are Forest Stewardship Council certified. Um, obviously, with materials comes a certain amount of waste during construction, and um, that's strongly emphasized in the LEED standard. 
the construction manager was highly motivated and did an excellent job uh, managing waste here. And so we have over 75% of the waste diverted from landfill that would otherwise have ended up uh, in the local landfill facility. So I think they did a great job. Of course, energy efficiency is a fundamental part of green buildings. Um, that uh, properly starts with building a good in envelope to begin with. So this building has very high R values, particularly in the uh, in the roof itself. Uh, excellent um, windows and high performance glazing, and very efficient lighting. A lot of uh, LED fixtures are becoming more available on the market now. And we try to take advantage of those wherever we could. Lighting was a challenge, though, because uh, on one hand, we have to meet maximum lighting power density uh, under our um, lead uh, modeling. At the same time, the Ministry of Health has minimum lighting levels for long-term care homes because um, having good lighting is very important for elderly residents. So um, the strategy for that was sort of twofold. We um, had to demonstrate to the ministry we could achieve sufficient lighting levels when that was desired, but we also have introduced a number of lighting controls so that the um, lighting level can be managed. Um, a lot of the main rooms have daylighting controls so that when it's bright enough outside, those fixtures will automatically shut off. But even the resident bedrooms, there are multi-level light switches so that um, the lights don't all have to be on um, because that simply isn't necessary most of the time and it creates a much more residential atmosphere when residents and families and staff can adjust the lighting, especially in the evening, say. The other thing I'd mention is um, that there's uh, great natural lighting of spaces that's very important, you know, from, from a lighting uh, perspective, but also uh, from a resident perspective that you notice as we walk around that there's a tremendous opportunity to, to see out from the village to the outside world, and that's something that we're always working hard to create for our residents as well. Maybe the last thing um, worth mentioning about um, energy performance is one of the most important things, uh, and it isn't um, visible unless you go up on the roof and uh, see the photovoltaic array. It has a um, 135 um, kilowatt capacity, and uh, it's uh, doing a significant job offsetting uh, a lot of the primary energy use electrically anyway. Um, Brad, I know you worked with a consultant uh, through Ontario's Feed and Tariff Program, and I know that's a fairly onerous process, um, but obviously you were successful in, in uh, getting all the pieces to fit together. Yeah, it, the uh, fit application process and contracting process in Ontario is, um, is a, a prolonged one, an involved one, despite some uh, frustrations along the way and setbacks, uh, we were able to um, complete the uh, the deal and uh, have a, a PV system on a roof, which um, again we're very proud of, and and that was kind of an integral part of reaching that uh, that that standard. Um, in terms of energy use, uh, all the measures we've talked about result in uh, savings of 30% compared to the base building. The interesting thing for Schlegel Villages is that um, the long-term care home is based on a model we've developed and built elsewhere in Ontario, and therefore they have some very good uh, comparison statistics uh, for this building. 
We have um, 10 or 12 of these uh, villages that we can really readily compare. So we are uh, very interested in seeing that side of the equation. We're expecting, um, you know, good payback from our lead investment um, and, and a fairly short one at that. So an important aspect of um, energy savings and good building envelopes is making the interior space more comfortable, having fewer variations in temperature, you know, depending on what's happening outside the building. And thermal comfort is really important for um, elderly people. Um, They spend a lot of time in these buildings and are very sensitive to drafty conditions and it was particularly emphasized here because of the emphasis um, lead places on on thermal comfort for building occupants. So the systems employed here offer very good control on a room-by-room basis uh, throughout the building. There's also um, a ventilation control, so all the windows do, uh, do operate, and therefore it's up to each person when they would like a little more fresh air uh, even though the sophisticated building operation uh, automation systems these days can manage perfectly well without human intervention, nevertheless, uh, part of making people comfortable with their buildings is giving them that sense that uh, you know they can set the temperature when they want to and open a window when they, when they feel like they'd like to. Let's go back to Main Street and uh, take a stroll down uh, along the different social spaces that are organized uh, along it. The major one is the community center. It is really the hub of activity uh, for people from the outside community as well as the community residents here within the building. Um, As you can see, it has a greenhouse space that uh, is well utilized and has access outdoors to one of the garden spaces. Um, The Ministry of Health stresses the importance of access to the outdoors for residents. So you can see here, this is an example of one of the gardens. Um, The upper floor home areas also have very generous balconies with nice views and uh, secure spaces so residents are free to go out and use those anytime they want to. Um, Everything is always spick and span in the Schlegels facilities. And Brad, maybe you want to talk a little bit about your um, green cleaning program. Yes, so our green housekeeping program is based on uh, green seal and echo logo products. Um, Perhaps a more important component of the green housekeeping program is, in fact, training. That uh, includes uh, fertilizer, uh, using the right kind of fertilizers at the right kind of times of year, uh, as well as cleaning agents on the exterior of the building, and all the way to snow management and salt management plans. Another very important part of the LEED standard is uh, water savings. So besides the outdoor water use reductions we're able to achieve inside the building, um, the industry now has a great selection of low-flow plumbing fixtures that we can take advantage of. Uh, We also use separate water metering in key areas uh, so that we can keep track of that. And our model is indicating that uh, we should achieve a a reduction of 45% from what uh, a building like this would normally use. So that would add up for a building like this uh, to a total of 5.2 million liters of water saved per year. From an owner's perspective, um, reduction of water um, is important from a cost standpoint uh, as well as uh, an environmental standpoint. But um, equally important to us is, uh, from an operating perspective, 
is performance. And thankfully, the high-quality, low-flow fixtures that uh, we used on the plumbing side uh, provide great performance such that residents are, are happy and satisfied, as well as our team members and in the, in the jobs and the chores that they're responsible for. So reducing consumption has not meant reduction in performance, thankfully. We've now moved off of Main Street from the long-term care facility into the uh, Research Institute. Um, this building accommodates about 25,000 square feet of uh, research, meeting, training, and administrative space. And here is the hub of the Research Institute with the uh, administrative offices, the main teaching rooms, as well as the uh, Center for Family Medicine, which is a, a family health center that will serve residents here on site as well as the surrounding, surrounding community. Upstairs we have um, uh, research labs and graduate space for the University of Waterloo. Downstairs, that's the um, center for teaching uh, operated by Conestoga College where um, new healthcare professionals will learn how to work with uh, elderly residents and then take that next door to the long-term care home and uh, see how it works in, in real life. The Schlegel UW Research Institute for Aging is committed to innovation and research in the area of, of aging. So to have um, that kind of leading innovative organization housed in, you know, a lead uh, innovative uh, type building seemed to be a, a very natural fit. The green building measures uh, in this part of the building were just as important as in the long-term care home. And because it's a different type of building, um, we actually have a bit more flexibility with the selection of our building systems. So we really try to select those systems according to the needs of each particular occupancy and once again give those individuals the ability to control the space and set it up according to the needs that they have for whatever they're doing. The space uh, has been very well received by the researchers and the administrative staff and the, and the lecturers and students on site as one that is very functional. Uh, that also performs very well from a comfort standpoint. Also, lots of natural light and uh, spectacular views from the second floor office space. And so a great place to do um, creative, innovative work from, but also a very high-performing building as well. The, inter the issue of daylighting that uh, Brad mentioned is a really interesting one. And um, I've heard the same comments about how much daylighting there is, how great the views outside are. Nevertheless, we weren't able to quite meet the daylighting and uh, view criteria in the LEED standard. It does show you how uh, high a bar those standards do set. Um, and in spite of that, in spite of the fact that we weren't able to actually achieve those credits, uh, daylighting and views were still very important and something we still tried to emphasize throughout the design. This uh, project has um, uh, been a very fun one to go through um, because of uh, the unique nature of the project itself, but then also uh, with the LEED certification process on top of it has uh, just created, um, I think, a building that I know our family is very proud of and I know I've heard back from so many people, uh, so many stakeholders uh, in the building uh, that they're proud of the type of building that we've built and um, although uh, we've always 
been very aware of energy performance uh, of our buildings um, and going through you know a very kind of disciplined lead process has been uh, I think educational for us so um, all in all a very good experience and we're looking forward to uh, measuring the results uh, the energy efficiency of this building but also enjoying uh, the high performance that this building provides I think for me this project was very interesting because it combined two things we do a lot. Uh, on one hand, we do a lot of green building um, work in various sectors. At the same time, we also do quite a bit of work with buildings for elderly people, including long-term care homes like this one. And this was an example of doing both those things. And our concern setting out on this project was, you know, having the green building features and the high-performance aspects of the design being too imposing on the residents and, you know, changing that home-like environment that we try so hard to create, you know, with Brad's organization in particular. And so it's been gratifying to see, frankly, how subtle the the green building measures are. I, I think many people might not be aware of um, of how high the building performance actually is, and I think that's what's going to be helpful about displaying information and sharing, you know, online and with other resources, you know, the, the facts and figures about how the building is doing because uh, hopefully that will be a surprise to people and they won't realize that at the same time as you can create a, a cozy environment, you can also do it in a high-performing way.